What is up, party people? Welcome back to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. This week, we have the hockey guys from TikTok on with us. We are recapping the NHL season. We also put out a Tequila Tuesdays episode for the NFL draft, so check that out if you haven't. Love you guys. Let's have a great show. Let's go. It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah. Kendra. I see you, ladies. Y'all know what time it is. Uh, uh, woo. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitating. Woo. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. Woo. What is up, party people? Welcome to, I think, episode 39, which is fucking crazy to say of Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton. I am joined by my co-host, Sarah Griffin. Sarah, how we do? Amazing. How are you doing out there? (laughs) I am fantastic. For those of you that don't know, I am in Las Vegas for the NFL draft, um, which I'm going to preface this show with the fact that I have not watched any sports outside of football this week. I have been drinking for days and I have fucking absolutely zero show notes in our show notes. So I am really free balling the fuck out of this, but let's fucking do it. Um, Sarah, HLH, if you are new here, we do a high, a low, and a hero of our last week, just so you guys can maybe catch up with us a little, what we've been doing, what's going on in our lives. Sarah, HLH. Okay. I have two highs this week. My first high is Vegas Golden Knights at the playoffs. We'll get more into that, but I'm fucking hyped as is like everyone else in the hockey world, as I'm sure you fucking are too, especially after that Sharks game. Um... And then my other high is my friend went on a date last night because I said, I was like, for my birthday, I want to be on a boat because my birthday's on Memorial Day. So you just got to be. I'm like, it's my fucking birthday. But I'm like, I don't want to put in the work to find someone with a boat. Someone's got to step up. And I made it kind of like a joke. And then my friend texted me yesterday morning. She's like, I'm going on a date tonight. I was like, oh, like, let me know how it goes. She's like, no, I'm going on a date for you. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? I thought she meant like, She's setting me up with someone or something. She's like, no, I went on him. I'm screening this date for you. (laughs) She was like, I went on hinge and I said, I'm looking for someone with a boat. And this kid's like, I have a boat. And she's like, I just straight told him, it's my friend's birthday on Memorial Day. She wants to go on a boat. (laughs) She's like, so I'm going on a date with him. (laughs) Wait, can I crash this? It was last night. No, I meant your boat party. Oh, yeah. I still have to figure out where we are golfing because I think I told you that Jason wants to go with us. So yeah, he wants to go with us because I don't, I mean, obviously why not? So he's been doing the research into where we should go, which is great. Cause then I don't have to. <laughs> All right. What's your, okay. I need to know about your low. Okay, so my low is, as you know, I'm moving into an apartment at the beginning of June. And so it's a three-bedroom because there's three of us. We signed a lease. Bedroom. But right now there's a couple living there and they have like a wall taken down in it. So they can make the third bedroom into a dining room, whatever. But then they're like, oh yeah, no, like it's going back up once you guys move in or whatever. 
and so we haven't heard anything about it we're like hey like is that one gonna like go up anytime soon like all and they're like oh yeah like construction's gonna be as soon as you move in <laughs> what bro, bro. no Mm-mm. you can't do that you know my friend Jordan obviously like she's like on top of that she's a fucking shit. lawyer yeah and she was like telling like both of us like we need like a rent like something like I was like you take care of this I don't know what we're talking about but we need that wall build that wall <laughs> yeah for real that's like of anyone like it's lucky that you are living with her because she not only is she a lawyer but she works in like some sort of fucking fancy housing law so it's like perfect because I was talking to her about our issues too but like yeah she does so like good for you guys but that is so fucked like there's no way they can do that she emailed and was like yeah like just wondering what the plans would be like also can we have like floor plan and they're like oh yeah like that was the plan let me check in on that yeah you check have in month. on that we signed mm-hmm. a fucking lease for three bedroom <laughs> how so, long yeah. does it take to put up a wall I don't know. They're like, oh, it's going to be a couple of days, like whatnot. But then I'm leaving because we move in the very first of June. And then I leave like a day later to go to Albany. So I'm like, I guess I'll just like drop my shit off and go. <laughs> and then move in after. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I don't know what I'll be coming back to. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they need to get that taken care of, especially if the couple is the are the people who took it down like they should have to deal with it going back up if they fucking did it well yeah they i guess like they asked them oh could we put it up like the last couple days and they just said no (laughs) how like why do you care you move it out also you're the people who took it down what the fuck i don't get it but that's the low at the moment (laughs) okay hero hero Speaking of Albany, I am going to Albany Saturday, <laughs> and I am going to see Jeff T for real this time in the Riptide. I'm actually going to the game. I'm going to make it there this time. I'm not flying, so <laughs> nothing can fuck this up for me. Knock on wood. Sarah. And I'm not driving. I'm not driving. Sarah, I was going to say, you have the worst car lock. Do not- We're not, not taking my car. We're not taking my car. I am- prayers prayers up for Sarah um my HLH of the week my high is that I am meeting intern Tyler in an hour shout out intern Tyler (laughs) so that's gonna be fun I'll definitely film some content he snapchatted me at 5 fucking 30 this morning and he was already sitting at the sports book at Caesars (laughs) like he was like I am so happy he was like I am in heaven I was like holy shit (laughs) so I'm I'm intrigued to see Vegas Tyler um my low I didn't so yesterday I drank at the pool for like eight hours and I was fine like I didn't drink too much like I ate some nachos and a salad like I was chilling I took care of myself but I'm so fucking addicted to caffeine and I didn't have any caffeine that I thought I was going to fucking die for like an hour yesterday. My head was pounding for so long. I like didn't even think I was going to be. So we got invited to like this like Blue Wire podcast event. 
um, at the win. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm going to make this like at all, <laughs> like for real. I was like getting dressed, putting on my mascara. Sorry, I have the hiccups. <laughs> I was getting dressed, putting on my mascara with my head in the toilet, like fully prepared <laughs> to puke. <laughs> like what what was that one time you called me because your head was in the toilet and you had to, we had somewhere to be or something to do oh my god what was it? <laughs> I don't even remember what it was but yeah I was like game, maybe? I think that's what it was yeah because there's something yeah. like in the middle of the day yeah and you were like I am unwell but that was me yesterday and it was not from drinking it was from lack of caffeine so that was definitely my low. And then my hero is obviously that I'm just, I'm in fucking Vegas for the draft. Like I have been to Vegas, just not as a 21 year old. This mm-hmm. place is crazy, like built different. <laughs> People were ashing their cigarettes on the floor of the casino last night. <laughs> I was like, hello. My Uber driver tried to sell me drugs the minute I landed. Hell yeah. I was just like, I kind of love Vegas. This is kind of <laughs> sick. So I am in heaven until Sunday morning. And then I have a red eye and have to go immediately to a party. So I am just going to not think about future me and just live my life. As you should. Um, smash or pass. I think we're both drinking donkeys today. Yeah, I would say I'm drinking. What even is this? Like the strawberry dragon fruit refresher thing. It's pretty good. Can I get, can I get a score? I'll give it a (laughs) 7.8. Okay. That's a good score. Um, I, or I usually drink black coffee from Dunkin', but I was like, Mm -hmm. I kind of want some milk in here today. So I got oat milk. This, I either want mine to be like creamy looking and I hate that word or like (laughs) completely black. And they kind of like botched my coffee here. And Caitlin said that our Dunkin' Donuts order, which was two coffees and like four egg wraps was like $46. What? Yeah. I'm like, what Vegas. the fuck? Vegas, <laughs> Vegas is, I spent $300 at the cabana yesterday. Meanwhile, I'm like budgeting for going to Albany. I'm like, I'll bring like 60 bucks for spending money. <laughs> Dude, I have been saving for this trip for so long and I don't even gamble. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a girl. Why am I paying for things? What the Literally. fuck? I thought that this was supposed to be my privilege and my only privilege. <laughs> this is horseshit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my HLH of the week and our Smasher Pass. I, like I said, haven't watched a ton of sports this week just because I've been prepping for the draft. Like so much goes into this shit. It's fucking unreal, especially because Tyler and I did our mock and I've been traveling and all that kind of stuff. But I, we are going to start off with baseball. As always, I actually have a funny story about your first baseball notes. So Sarah, it like has in our notes that Bobby ain't it. And that she wants to call Cassis up from Worcester. I got in a full fucking blown argument at the pool yesterday with a guy he was like talking to me about the Red Sox and he was like so full of shit it was unreal and I think he's probably gonna start listening to our podcast so if you are fuck you um he was like Bobby Dahlbeck isn't that bad I love him he's the best on the team he's a clutch hitter blah 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 and I'm like you don't know shit about shit shut the fuck up I was talking I know because I talked to him about that fucking error that Bobby had the other night 
And he was like, Bobby's like this clutch hitter. He's the best on the team. He's so underrated. And I'm like, you are fucking dumb. And I was like, Cassis is going to get called up in the next two weeks. I promise you that. And he found me on Instagram and said that if he gets called up this season, he's going to buy me drinks. And I am so ready for those free drinks. I'm like, at this point, he could be called up within the next hour. (laughs) Yep. Who is this man? What delusional world is he living in where Bobby told Oh my God, Sarah. It was so funny because like he was wearing a Patriots hat and my group started talking to him because obviously like a ton of us are from Boston. Yeah. And he was like going in about like the Patriots and shit like that. And I was like listening to his takes and he knew like a lot, but his takes were fucking garbage. He was saying that like they should have gotten rid of Shaq Mason and like all of this crap. And I was just like, you are dumb. You are really fucking dumb. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, if that guy's listening, honestly, come on, show. I'm so curious as to who this person is that they think Bobby talks. I know. I'm like, like do you well, know which one Bobby is? He's like, yeah, first like, base. We cannot be talking about the same person. I'm like, no. Okay, well, and we love Bobby on this podcast. That's the thing. Like, it's not like we just don't like Bobby Dahlbeck or we're shit talking him. Like, he's a deadhead. Love that about him. He seems like a nice dude. He He seems fucking cool. (laughs) He's a cancer. Like, we love Bobby Dahlbeck, but Bobby needs a reality check in Worcester. He needs something there. Uh, Well, honestly, I've been watching baseball, so I kind of just threw these notes in from what I've like. Both of us haven't watched the baseball this week, but I'm kind of okay. (laughs) Well, it's just such a hard week to watch anything outside of NBA playoffs. NHL is closing down, so like I feel like you obviously are watching a ton of that as like seating and stuff. But it's like NHL, yeah. I'm just like kind of waiting for the playoffs to start, and then obviously for me, like I've been so NFL focused (laughs) all week that I haven't had time to do anything else. Yeah. Plus, the Red Sox have so, been a fucking ass. They've had a four-game losing streak, and they dude, just snapped it last night, which is great. Core is back. That's great. But I'm like, I'm not wasting my time watching this. No. And I'm so sick of people on Twitter being like, you're so freaking out. It's early in the season. Like, you need to calm down, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, I, as much as I, like, love theatrics when it comes to my team, I work in the Boston market as a sports reporter. I have no feelings. I am very neutral here about these teams. Anything that I have to say is pure opinion and research based. Like I'm watching this team and this team sucks right now. And I know that like you guys, like Boston people love their teams. You're very passionate. Like you guys don't shit on them when they deserve it a lot of the time. So I'm just like, I don't know what team you guys are watching because I feel like there is some concern here. Yeah, I honestly just, I think I've watched maybe a total of two and a half games. <laughs> and yeah. one of them was just the one I went to. So I'm like, I can't like comment on any of this. This is just what I gathered from like highlights and Twitter. But I'm glad that we both have not watched it. Cause I'm like, I don't know shit about shit. It's not about baseball right now. Yeah. I mean, like I watch almost every Red Sox game just because <clears throat> I live with a writer yeah. for the Red Sox. Like that's like what we do is we just sit there and watch the game together. I haven't watched anything this week outside of like you said, Twitter and social media, but yeah. still my, my stance from day one of this season has not changed. That's fair. I can respect that. Yeah. Um, I see that you have the Yankees letter in here as well, which I'm really glad that you did. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Passon's like nine fucking thread of tweets? 
that basically all just like came down because obviously I was gonna like I didn't even know could people read the Yankee letter I don't think so but <laughs> from what I got from his it was just okay Yankees cheated the same way the Red Sox did with the video replay review other teams are cheating which we all know that's pretty clear but they but the Astros cheated the worst and they cheated all through 2019 I thought that was the biggest dagger just that confirmation that they cheated all the way through 2019 too I thought that I don't really get why this letter was sealed up for that long and why it was this big deal. There's really yeah. nothing damning about it for the Yankees, except that it's kind of embarrassing that out of those three teams cheating, they're the only ones that didn't win a World Series. It's true. Well, so have you seen the TikToks that are like, damn, that's a lot of words. Too bad I'm not reading them. Yeah. That's how I feel about this. I'm like, everybody's <laughs> fucking cheating like – it's just to the degree, like it's sports. Everyone is fucking cheating. We've talked about this before and you're very much on the side of if you're not cheating, you're not trying, which I understand that all teams cheat. It's just like, to what degree are you cheating? Like there's a difference between like wearing a buzzer and like fucking using steroids. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I just, I fucking hate the Yankees and I want to be mad about this. And I've been watching like Red Sox Twitter, just fucking scream into the abyss about this for like days and like watching pass and compare the situations and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't really give a shit. Like, is that bad? I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, I've been a Red Sox fan since birth. I don't give a fuck about the <laughs> Especially when yeah. that's all that came out. I'm like, okay, we got caught for cheating twice already in like the last five years. So what the fuck do I care if the Yankees were doing the same exact thing we were? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Just like, like who gives a shit? Like who fucking cares? It's like, you guys got caught cheating too. Like everyone's cheating. Like, I don't know. I just feel like this letter was so overhyped and talked about for so long. And I was like, damn, there's going to be some juicy shit in here. Like I'm ready for this. Fuck the Yankees. I saw the hiccups. Fuck the Yankees. And like, I'm just like, well, that was stupid and pointless. So dumb. So, so dumb. Yeah. A waste of a hype. Up. Um, yeah. So stupid. Uh, our last kind of baseball topic of the week is something that I think everyone has been talking about. Kyle Schwerber and Angel <laughs> Hernandez. That was fucking the craziest thing I've seen in baseball this season. Honestly, Kyle Schwarber, obviously we love him because he was with the Red Sox last year and he just seems to be man of the people. Confirmed man of the people. Cause did you hear? Cause it was when the it was the Phillies Brewers game. He was like, Yeah, you're fucking up both sides. Like it's not like he's like, Oh, you're screwing over the Phillies. He's like, you're making bad calls on both sides. And I feel like he just let out all the anger that every MLB player and fan has towards that man. And it was just so fucking incredible. I love Kyle Schwarber even more than I did before. See, I kind of respect the shit out of him because, like, I feel like he's one of those people, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, he only loses his shit when it's warranted. Oh, yeah, because that's the thing. Everyone loves and, like, respects Kyle Schwarber because I feel like he's such a nice guy. So him, of all people, being the one to do that, I feel like is, like, okay, this guy really sucks. <laughs> yeah. I was watching ESPN when everything happened and it was a live broadcast and they immediately switched from talking to the draft and like went straight into this, which is how, you know, it's a big deal because like, I feel like ESPN, especially right now is only fucking talking about the NBA and the draft. 
So the fact that they were talking about baseball is you, that's how you know it's a big deal. And I haven't seen, have there been any repercussions for Angel Hernandez? Because I haven't seen any. And honestly, like you can, you cannot. There are repercussions. And I've seen people say it for years now where they're like, you should have these guys, like they should have to go and talk to the media, just like players and coaches do. Absolutely. They make so many, like not so many bad calls, but they're in a tough job. They should be able to own up when they make mistakes. They do make mistakes. They're human. But Angel Hernandez in particular, I'm like, anytime that you know an umpire's name, that's a problem. And the fact that he is notoriously known, not just amongst players and coaches, but all baseball fans should tell you something that he needs to be held accountable. And he's just never even had to like speak a word publicly ever. (laughs) Yeah, I do think as, so I agree and disagree, I think. So I do think that there should be media availability for referees, umpires, whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think about like games where calls are on the line and like fans are like throwing shit at umpires and like booing people as they run through the tunnel and shit like that. And I'm like, I feel like there might come at what degree do you like, just like players though, at what degree do you have to like protect these people? Yeah. Uh, The thing is, I feel like they're so well protected already, like more so than any player or coaches. So it's like, okay, they've got to do something here. Like, they need to have some sort of accountability because there's zero for them right now. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the, the pitches back. They played them on ESPN, all the questionable ones from that game. And it's just like horrible. As much as as much as I don't want to see robot umpires, I I do believe and I do want a fair game. And I believe that that is the way to get it. Mm-hmm which is unfortunate because that's, I mean, part of the fun in baseball is watching an umpire and sometimes they get into the game and it makes social media fun and it makes media fun. But then there are times like this where it's like fucking frustrating. And it's like, I'm glad that it wasn't my team because if it was my team, I'd still be screaming into the abyss, but like, damn. Yeah, no. Cause I don't want robot umpires just cause like you said, like, I feel like the fun like, Baseball is such like a classic American sport. Like putting like robots in there, that would fucking suck. But it reaches a point where they're altering the games and like ruining. Like what was that fuck? It was the Giants game at the end of last season. Was that what it was? Yes, Giants Dodgers. Obviously, we wanted the Giants win regardless. But that last call, it's like okay, you just like hijacked. It was an amazing game. It made it all about this fucking one call. If you are watching this on YouTube, I'm sorry if you are not, I have literal chills that you can see thinking about that game makes me so fucking mad. Like, T, yes, T, sis, T. (laughs) Um, All right, so that's, I I mean, I don't have any, I don't have any other comments. What about you? No, that's all I got. Uh, Yeah. As far as NFL stuff, Tyler and I did an entire draft show leading up to all of the first picks in the first round. So go check that out. Um, put a lot of time and love into that. So it's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If you are listening to this or you want to watch it, um, go like and leave us a comment. Big week in lacrosse. Hell yeah. As I am in Vegas. 
they announced the Las Vegas Las Vegas Desert Dogs, which I think is a yeah. fucking sick name. Oh, such a good fucking name. I am obsessed. Although someone did make a tweet, they're like, I'm ready to see how many people next year are going to write desert dogs because you know it's going to happen a billion fucking times. I kind of like that. Like, to be honest, I don't even think that that's an insult. I think desert dogs, dessert dogs, either way, that's a fucking sick name. I will say I don't love their color scheme, but I was talking to my friend Clarissa, who does social for uh, Vancouver, and she was like, yeah, we were thinking that too, but she's like, when you think about it, they can't take the Vegas Golden Knights, like, black, white, gold, because that's Vancouver Warriors colors, and then they can't even take, like, the others, because Calgary Roughnecks, they have, like, the black, white, gray. So they're just black and white. But I thought for Vegas, you could do something a little more flashy. So I am a little bored with that. But the name, perfect. I think that we have a new team outside of, you know, obviously our... The Thai Panther City. (laughs) And the Desert Dogs. That's it. Those are are the brands of Saturdays and Seltzers. Yeah, I think it's sick. We'll have to come to a game. If you are looking for... Oh, cool. Yeah. If you're looking for influencers, we know some (laughs) allegedly, like potentially, maybe. Um, Also, I see Panther City is speaking of is officially eliminated from the playoffs. I guess it's not shocking. This was their first year as an expansion team. They made such a good run at it. I feel like no one saw that coming, especially given the start that they had. It was like, okay, oh, we're playing Panther City. That's an automatic win for whoever. Then they just, I think it was the start of March. They went on that crazy, like, five-game win streak. They put up, like, a 20-pointer up against Colorado Mammoth. They should have a lot to be proud of. Like, they had a good fucking season. They came so close to the playoffs. Yeah. It was impressive. Yeah, nothing to hang your hat on. I feel <laughs> like so many people, and I think that we maybe have talked about this before, have that expectation of expansion teams having a run like the Knights did, but that's just yeah. such a random, like lucky thing to happen. And it's like, if you even come close to making the playoffs your first year, that is a fucking good sign. I think I talked about when I had Mackie on, whatever that was, I was like, a Panther City, I was expecting it to be the same exact thing as the Seattle Kraken. Like, the Kraken suck, and that's not shocking to anyone. They're at the second to last in the league. I know Montreal finished last, but they're even third now. I don't know. But either way, that's what I was expecting out of them. And the fact that they came that close to the playoffs and they are already, like, seem to be such, like, a good cohesive team in their first year is such a good sign for them. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is it's, like, I feel like lacrosse and hockey are like two sports where chemistry is just so important. And if you've never played together, which most of the guys on that team probably don't most of the time, it's like, you have to really work towards that chemistry. Like lacrosse and hockey are just that way that if you don't have chemistry, like you don't have anything. And it's obviously going to take a little while to establish that, which it did because they fucking sucked in the beginning of the season. So the fact that they even had that sort of progression and that like second wind to their season is really impressive. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. The fact that as an expansion team, you're able to get this like second wind out of nowhere when you had such a slow start, you know, you're getting used to playing with all these new guys. You already have everyone up against you. Like, Oh, they're expansion team, easy win, whatever. And then just make a fucking run at it and like upset all these teams. Like when this 
score 20 on the mammoth and like Dylan Ward. That was insane. That's alone. I'm like, that would be a highlight of my season. <laughs> yep. Um, so we have talked about before kind of the end of the NLL season, maybe playing in with the PLL, but it is the last weekend of the regular season for the NLL. Sarah, what's the preview? Uh, so this weekend, like I said, last week of the regular season, all eyes are on the East right now between the Swarm, Firewolves, and Wings. My prediction, because they're all going for that last playoff spot, right now Swarm has the edge. I think that they are the obvious pick out of these, but if anything, I think the Firewolves could pull it off. Right now, it's just tough because so it's Swarm versus the Wings. I have no faith in the Wings. We've talked about this. I If the Wings made the playoffs, it'd be kind of disappointing because I think they'd be out real quick. <laughs> which is crazy because we were on the opposite side of that page at the beginning of the season really seriously but we really were it had such a hot start and especially at home where they were like five and oh to start but also they're at home I feel like every single week and now they just haven't been they had their last home game maybe like two three weeks ago but so swarm versus wings I'm going to take the swarm here easy but then the Firewolves are playing the Riptide. And so if the Firewolves win, win and Swarm loses, then the Firewolves go to playoffs. I'm pretty sure that's how it all falls. There is some sort of way for the Wings to make it, but I think like both have to lose and whatever. I'm thinking the Swarm's going to be in the playoffs. That's also what I think would be best for just like, I don't know, you guys see Lyle Thompson play. I want to see yeah. that. Yeah. So, well, I do want to see him play in the playoffs, but like you said, it's going to affect the PLL a bit, and the cannons without Lyle Thompson are going to fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, not suck. Talk but... about needing. Talk about maybe needing a second wind. Yeah, not suck. They have a very good roster right now, but obviously that's your star player. You're going to miss him regardless. So Absolutely. moving in to the PLL on that note, less than a month till training camp. Training camp starts May 25th. PLL draft slated for May 10th. That's going to be on ESPN U and I think ESPN Plus, maybe. Can I tell Is that? that a Tuesday? I think it's a Wednesday. Random. Um, should we do something for the draft? Uh, I think I'm working technically because mm, that's gotcha. like my first assignment for the PLL. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing, but we should do something. Yeah, stay tuned. We might do like a watch party or like IG live or something like that. I feel like it's easy to sit on a laptop and take notes and just chill. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of went down like just like quickly who I like not I didn't make like a mock draft or anything just like where I looked at on each PL roster where they need people because mm-hmm. there's like some teams like obviously we talked about the Chrome. They have very much a need for like goalies and an LSM. I think those are their two biggest things and they have Four, four rounds, they have the first pick. So, Dobson should be on the Chrome. I'm saying it now. Or Colin Cares, but Brett Dobson, I'm high on him, as you all know. But, yeah, Chrome obviously have – they have their gaps there. They had a lot of retirements. The Archers, I think, definitely need a goalie for the tandem with Gittleman now that Drew Adams has retired. Also, maybe a face-off specialist. They did pick up Tyrell Hammer-Jackson, who plays for the Warriors right now in the NLL. But I think he's injured, so I'm not sure if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. Or I think he might be back, but I don't know. Either way, it doesn't hurt to have, like, we saw with the Cannons, they carry, like, four different face-off guys just to test them out. 
So I think they could benefit from that because they also struggled at face-off last year. Atlas, I think they are pretty much locked down on the offense. They have that nice balance between young and veteran guys. I think they need someone on defense to kind of lock things down there. I think that's their biggest gap. But even so, I like their defensive unit. I think it's just getting on older and it's kind of reached past its prime. And I think they are a very good team to make a run for the title. And you need to have the best of the best defense there. Cannons. Okay. This one is tough because they've been more proactive than any other team, I feel like, this offseason and picking up like free agents and guys from the player pool and like making trades. Plus, they also gave away a lot of their picks because of that. So, any like major gaps they had, I feel like they filled, which was mainly in the midfield, especially with Paul Raywell. You know, they got Jake Forcaro and then they picked up like Adam Charlambides, guys like that. If anything, I think maybe they could benefit from another short 60 midi. They do have the best right now in Zach Goodrick, but he can't be on the field at all times. So maybe another one of those guys, but it seems like Sean Quirk kind of already has the idea of what he wants his team to be there. Okay. Chaos, chaos is tough because that roster, like I kind of said this with like chaos, Redwoods and um, the Whipsticks. They all have like their own specific identity. So like chaos, very much Canadian box. Like all those guys, it's like the Buffalo bandits, as I said, are the chaos. So their biggest issue is just the NLL playoffs. I'm like, if anything, I feel like Andy Towers just has to find guys for the start of the season to fill fill those first few weeks when he has all his star players out and probably playing for the head cup. But other than that, I'm like, what a championship. They are, I'd say, probably have the most chemistry, maybe next to the Whip Snakes. Chaos and Whip Snakes are very close in like team chemistry wise. I don't know. I don't know what Andy Towers' plan is. I feel like he's in a very good position. My question is just what his roster is going to look like at training camp when you don't have half these guys because they're all playing the NLL. Yeah, definitely. Then Redwoods are another one. Oh, Sergio. That's why I was like, okay, they don't have any glaring gaps, but maybe they just want to add more to their team identity thing because there's like Maryland. Then Canadian box is chaos. Redwoods is fucking Notre Dame. They have Ryder Carnsey, Matt Kavanaugh, Mm -hmm. Sergio, Jack Deere, Garrett Apple, Eddie Glazer, Kyle Thornton. All those guys are all Notre Dame guys. So I'm like, if anything, maybe just pick up another one of a fight in Irish out there. <laughs> That's so crazy to me because we have also talked about how like the NLL for now, you get to like pick where you want to play, who you want to play with. And oftentimes we see people like Blaze Reardon and Matt Rambo play together and stuff like that. So it's like as much as like the PLL doesn't work like that, it like kind of still does. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because like I'll just get into the whip snakes then. I like obviously you I knew like okay with snakes that's a lot of Maryland guys. So many you have Rambo, Jake Carlson, both their go- goalies and Kyle Bernhardt, Phipps, Jake Bernhardt, Matt Dunn, Tim Mueller, Bryce Young, Michael Earhart, Mike Chanichuk, and John House all are fucking Maryland guys. Just by that alone, and the Whip Snakes again being another team that don't have this glaring gap anywhere. I feel like they're going to take Bubba Fairman just because he's from Maryland. Like at that point, Jack said, 
Dagny is just gonna be like, fuck it. Let's get another turf on this roster. Keep them coming yeah. in. Well, and it's crazy too, because we were talking about college across not too long ago. And it's like, the, Maryland just seems to, I think I compared them to like the Alabama of lacrosse. Like they yeah, just did. keep, they just keep getting like amazing prospects and are going to continue to like fuck people up. So it's like, if teams like the whip snakes just continue to be like a Maryland powerhouse, like that's kind of scary. Well, that's what I think I made the note. Like, yeah, I feel like if they can, they're going to take Bubba Fairman, but also the same exact deal as the Maryland team. It's like, okay, you have like this power roster. How are you not going to win a championship with it? They're, I feel I don't know what their biggest need in the draft could be. I feel like between the Whip Snakes and the Chaos, and then also honestly the Redwoods, it's just kind of finding like reinforcements and adding depth. Yeah. Then Water Dogs, they obviously finished at the top of the season last year in the regular season, which was unexpected by everyone. But I love their roster. I feel like it's so like versatile and just like kind of weird. But I think they're another one that their biggest concern is the NL playoffs because Jake Withers is their face-off guy. He's with Halifax. Zach Couriers with Calgary. Eli Goberts with San Diego. Dylan Ward, their goalie, is in Colorado right now. They do obviously have their backup in Zaluka, but I'm like, you can't just carry one goalie starting off the season. I don't know. Again, it's tough to say when you don't know where all these teams are going to be in the NL playoffs who knows they could be eliminated by then but either way I feel like that's going to make it kind of tough for coaches because you want to have a good team to get off to a like good start because I feel like that momentum is so important but at the same time what are you going to do sign these guys and then like like okay I really see me the player pool and it was like a waste of a pick I don't know I feel like that makes it really tough for them yeah I, I just, I always think that like drafts are such a crapshoot and because I've only been into lacrosse since we have known each other, mm-hmm. I like obviously don't have anything to go off of, but it just feels to me like lacrosse is one of those sports where the talent drop off between college and professional is pretty significant. See, I feel like because college lacrosse is definitely like as of right now, it's just bigger than pro lacrosse. Just, I don't know. I feel like you have more eyes on it in general. Like pro lacrosse, like clearly it's growing, like it's getting up there and it's going to be there, but still you're seeing guys like, oh, I'd rather just play another year of college than go pro. And then they finish college. They're like, well, I don't want to play pro. Like that's not really worth it to me. So then you have these guys that have been playing pro for so long. It's just like the best of the best. So I feel like sometimes it's just these kids are thrown in there. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> yeah for sure um I'm assuming we outside of like probably doing something for the draft we'll have someone like Mackie on before or ahead of time we'll try and line our schedules up with her to yeah. get that done just because I probably won't be as big of a contributor maybe I'll try and get a guest on or something like that if there's someone mm-hmm. you guys want in particular let us know um do we have any other PLL stuff I think that's it for all right because yeah the big thing is just the draft coming up May 10th yeah I am reading through your hockey notes and I think that I am in better shape than I thought I was gonna be just from keeping up with social um (laughs) as always we can start with the Bruins just because that seems to be the trend around here 
Um, you have in our notes that Pasta, Lindholm, and Allmark are back, and they beat the Rangers and the Panthers, which means now they have potentially – is it official that they have the Hurricanes? It's, like, all but official, pretty much. It yeah. seems like it's going to be that locked in. I'm, I don't see Lightning losing the next two, whatever it is. So I would say, yeah, it's like going to be a Bruins-Hurricanes matchup. The Canes are fucking scary. That's the one team that I'm like, fuck. And just the fact that they have played so poorly against now three times this season already is terrifying. But I will say, I though I put in the notes with like Pasta, Lindholm, Allmark back, beating the Rangers and the Panthers, those are two huge wins. Because a lot of times people have been saying, they're like, oh, the Bruins, like they're not going to go far. Like they can't be actual good teams. Like those are two like very, very good. Like Panthers are a cup favorite. Rangers yeah. are scary and like they just beat them both like very good games it's not like they got lucky at the last second or something like that Panthers win was a dominant win I really like that was one of my favorite wins I thought they looked so good and like that is the way to end your season right there that kind of win which gives me hope I'm like thank god it's not like a one game elimination but at the same time like you said, I think that is the worst possible matchup for the Bruins, just given yeah. how they played against them this season and how much of a powerhouse the Hurricanes are. They have met in the playoffs before, and obviously the Bruins beat them then. But this year is very much like, this is such a different team, and the Hurricanes are such a different team now than what they were in that last playoff matchup. So I am very nervous for this. <laughs> I still yeah. believe if they make it out of the first round that I will have way more hope come second round. I think all these first round matchups are a lot scarier than any of the second round matchups are going to be. Well, so we talked about this when the Bruins were playing the Hurricanes last time around at home in Boston. And I remember us, my concern with that game was the lack of rebound control for Swayman and that is mm-hmm. still my concern in this matchup because when you have guys like Andre Svechnikov and Sebastian Ajo who can take chances where they get them and make them matter that's where that scares me for the Bruins is because Swayman does have that issue of losing pucks off the rebound but I will say I obviously love chaos it's my entire personality I would fucking love if Bergie could piss off Svetch a little bit and like keep him in the box because his temper is so short. That's true. Although I don't feel like it would be Bergeron. I feel like, especially in the playoffs, he's going to be like, I'm not interacting with any of these guys. And I hope to God it's not Marshawn. Just he cannot. If it's DeBrusque. Oh, love that. I would fucking love that. <laughs> our king, our hero. I want Jake DeBrusque to be our playoff hero so fucking bad. But as of right now, my prediction sticks with Eric Halla. But regardless, ooh, the Hurricanes, they're, Frederick Anderson's injured. Yeah. I know I have that. There's a few goalies that are injured. And I'm like, I don't know how much of an impact that's going to have on these playoffs because it's like he's injured. Soros just went down. He's day-to-day. They're not sure that. about him. Who else? There's someone else. Oh, Tristan Jari. I was Jari. just going to say one more comment. Yes. I was going to say one more comment about Marshawn. My only reason that I don't think that it could be him to get a little grimy is because one of his reputation to the fines and everything that's been following him, I feel like he has to behave. Oh no. And he knows that. Cause after, especially that six game suspension, he's like, that was stupid of me. Like blah, blah, blah. Like all this stuff. He's on a short leash and he knows it. And it's the playoffs. Fuck him up. Gotta, oh, 
DeBrusque, I feel like, has really, he's had this nice redemption arc among some of those, like, Bruins fans where it's like, fuck you, I requested a trade, I'm still here, I got an extension, and now I'm on your top line, and you all have to cheer for me because I'm scoring, like, every fucking game, and then he becomes a fucking playoff hero. They also, like, didn't even pay him that much money. Like, that was a great deal for the Bruins. Oh, yeah, because they're like, oh, this will be easy to trade. <laughs> yep, yep. So I guess we can talk about other teams and like the goalie situation. Um, I do feel like this is okay. So I think once again, I have said this on the podcast before. I know I've said it on the podcast before. My opinion, Stanley cup playoffs goalies are who get you through that fucking stretch. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. Having a good goalie in the Stanley cup playoffs is a fucking golden ticket. And we worried about the goaltending a little bit at the beginning of the season. I just expressed my concern about Swayman. Olmark has been playing really well. He's back. Hopefully he's healthy. It's just like, I feel like that is a plus for certain teams and a huge minus for others because goaltending is so fucking serious down the stretch. But yeah, you just look at 2019, Jordan Bennington, he's like middle range goalie guys. Like he lost his starting job this year to, uh, so, but in 2019, he was fucking on one. He like brought them to that Stanley Cup as much as it's easy to say it. He was unreal against the Bruins, like insane. I had no clue who Jordan Bennington was before then. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's definitely going to play like a huge factor in these playoffs, especially like depending on how long these people are out for. Yeah. Um, I do see that you want to talk about the guy. (laughs) Okay. We talked about this the other night. We were texting during the Guy LaFleur tribute, which was awesome. We both are in agreement. But when they said his name in French and they just go, Guy, I literally lost it. Guy LaFleur. Yeah. (laughs) I like just thought that I I texted Sarah and I was like, I am so high. And this is so funny. I was on Zoom with my uh, French coworkers there. So. I know for, I was like, I cannot say this name wrong. I can't say it. So I was like, gee, yeah, no, that tribute was fucking fantastic. That was Montreal always does a good job with those things. I thought that was the best one yet. I'm like, obviously I fucking hate the Canadians, but I was, I was tearing up. I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah. I cried. I cried. I really did. Yeah. It was good. I have chills even now. Um, (laughs) so yeah, that was, I would think that was great. I think that a lot of teams should maybe take a page out of their book just because like they, they do do like, I feel like anything that they do, like as far as like celebration wise in arena, like obviously the Kraken and the Knights are far and above, like what people, like what people do with media and like on the ice, like tech and stuff like that. But they are right up there with them. In my opinion, like all there, they put on a good show and it's like that's what it is like yes there's a game going on but those people's jobs is to put on a show for fans and the people in the arena and man do they fucking do it and like I love it because they're an original six team so and like Montreal as much as I hate to say it they're like the epitome like when you think hockey you think Montreal like our guest this week one of our guests this week was a huge Habs fan and like I'm like okay like honestly that must be pretty fucking cool to like grow up like that area or something or just be a Habs fan and like there's so much history to it and I love like they took off the ads on the ice like it was such a like nicely done like just good tribute to like this guy who not only was like an amazing hockey player but was so influential just to that team that organization in general 
I don't know. I it was well done, perfectly done, actually. I agree. Um, what else? We want to talk about Vegas not making the playoffs for the first time since joining the league. You have in our notes that they lost three straight shootouts against the Sharks, Stars, and Blackhawks. Their shooters were 0 for 17. Um, yeah, I, 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 being in Vegas, I was watching the Blackhawks night, Blackhawks game last night in the casino. And I feel like oddly, there were a lot of, not oddly that there were a lot of fans here, but there were like a lot of local fans out watching Mm -hmm. games in casinos, which like, I don't, it it seems like locals wouldn't, I mean, if I lived here, I feel like I wouldn't be watching a game at the MGM grant, (laughs) but people were pissed. I had every single one of these Vegas games I had, and I fucking hate when games go to shootout because it's a lot of extra fucking work for me. But yeah. I was like, that's fine because I am praying on Vegas's downfall hard. And I will say, I've gotten like five or six messages over the last few days of people like, why does everyone hate Vegas? And they're like, it's just because of Jack Eichel. I was like, no, I feel like it's more elevated now because of Jack Eichel because he is, I think Jack Eichel's a great villain for the league. And not like a villain, like, I love oh, he does that. shitty stuff off the ice. Like, he's just the kind of douchebag. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, I like, like, I love yeah. to hate Jack Eichel. I don't care that he's a BU product. I think he's dickwad. <laughs> Anyways. Every league <sighs> needs one. Every league needs a few bad guys. So I was, like, trying to explain it. I was like, well, one, you have to take into account before this season, this is only their fifth season. They made the playoffs every year since becoming a team. I'm like, these fans have not suffered anyway. I don't care if they don't have a cup. Like, they have made the playoffs four straight seasons in a row. That is not what you expect to have an expansion team. And no. that obviously pisses off other hockey fans. And then, like, add on to the fact they're not that loyal to players. Obviously, I'm huge on Mark andre Fleury. He's one of my favorite players. So, the way they fucked him over, I was like, okay, fuck the Golden Knights. But that's just one example of them doing that to, like, guys like that. I feel like they don't really have respect for, like, the veterans in that situation. And then, yeah, just add into the mix, you have Jack Eichel, who is a dick. I don't know if you saw, he, like, rolled his eyes after the shootout loss to, um, who was it, the Stars, when they were, like, going to hug Logan Thompson. Be like, it's okay, but he, like, rolled his eyes. Knights fans, Knights fans are fucking spoiled. Like, I have no sympathy for you clowns. I really don't. I'm just like, because they're like why why do people hate him they're new I was like exactly they're new and they've already had this much success they're so spoiled so yeah like imagine being like a fucking Canadians fan or a Red Wings fan or something seeing this team just waltz in and just stomp their way in you want to know my beef with Vegas fans it's that there is no true loyalty to Vegas and Vegas fans Nobody fucking lives in Vegas. Everyone visits Vegas. The only people that live in Vegas are the people who work here. Like nobody actually lives here. So it's not like you were like, I was born and raised in Vegas. Like I love the team, blah, blah, blah. No, you are a Vegas fan because you like the city of Las Vegas and going and getting fucked up or or they're a new team and you just got into hockey, whatever. Like there is no like loyalty or like dieheartedness about hockey for Vegas. Like, yeah, their games are cool. They're super fun. People love to go to them. It's a giant party. That's fucking sick. But like, that's why you guys have fans. Not because you're a homegrown bread and butter team. Yeah, I feel like it's going to take a while. It's like the same, you know, the Kraken though. Like, although I give, because Seattle has sports teams and they're very loyal to them. So I feel like I almost feel more sympathy for them. I do. We're in like, they're good sports fans. That's the thing. Like those Kraken fans, they 
they're for real loyal to that team and that yeah. team sucks <laughs> go Jags baby all my homies love the Jags <laughs> but yeah Vegas I'm just like I don't know I think it's good for the league to have one like literally everyone was teamed up against them like fuck them we don't want them in the playoffs I thought it was good Sharks for them, Twitter to be honest Sharks Twitter oh was fucking elite I was because I was working that game and I was like up and one of my friends texted me she was like what is this game everyone's talking about because she doesn't follow hockey at all she was like sharks like vegas she's like i've never been hurt of <laughs> oh man yeah it was i had a lot of fun that night that was a fucking fun hockey night and it's like i love when like it's like a sh- not only was it my team which was cool but i love when like a shitty team just is like yeah fuck you guys and he's like 20 years old the kid was playing in michigan like not even a month ago and it just yeah. single-handedly comes in in a fucking shootout. And God knows I hate the shootout. But Nike started growing me solely for the fact that that is what fuck makes. I love the shootout. Out. I love like, it. I fucking, I fucking love it. it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's such a momentum killer. Like, you have, like, these playoff-caliber, like, intensity games. And then overtime, like, such good defense, whatever. And then all of a sudden, she's like, okay, stop. Now let's all go one by one in a line. <laughs> but I do See, feel very I bad like I felt very bad for Logan Thompson because obviously that's a super young kid he was in the AHL now yeah Vegas was See, not on his side they he deserves better I felt so bad for him when he was like crying after the Stars game yeah I that does suck I do feel bad for some of these young kids sometimes but at the same time I'm like you have so much ahead of you like you're fine my thing with the shootout is like I, as a soccer fan, think that I love the shootout one because it's fucking fun. It's chaos. It's crazy. We all know that that's, I, I live for that shit. But also <laughs> like your best against my best. It's the same in soccer. Like if you can't make a penalty kick, that's on you. Like that's a problem. Like that's like the one thing you have to be able to do. And I feel that way about a shootout. Like your best five, my best five, line them up. Let's get the fuck on the bus and go home. Jack Eichel's like going up there with all the fancy hits and then shoots directly at like right Ollinger, Jay Gonger. We love Jay Gonger here. He was fucking amazing. Big fan. <laughs> but and yeah, he's cute. Like, he's so cute. He's so sweet. And he's the superior terrier. I got in a fight with someone the other day on Twitter about that because they're like, Jack Eichel's the better terrier. I was like, first of all, he was there for like a year and he lost. I was like, Jay Gonger. Cutie. Yeah, so I purposely tweet out a picture of him and be you before I'm like, fuck all of you. But anyways, yeah, Jack Eichel literally, I'm like, you talked to this big game at Andrew's glove. I was like, okay. Like, all he did was, like, clamp in, and that was it. Yep. Yep. Um, I see you want to talk about Austin Matthews and then a couple other points before we get into our interview. Yes, so Austin Matthews, obviously this was everywhere. Came the first U.S. NHL player to score 60 goals. Said before, I'll say it again. I would love to be a fan of Austin Matthews if he was on any other team. Literally any other team. Yeah, straight up any other team. Yeah, I'm like, oh, same. Montreal, I would probably still. Like, Automatic he's hate. He's sick. He's sick, but yeah. <laughs> 60 goals hate, is hate, insane. Hate. And I don't know if you saw the video of their general manager. When he hit the 60th goal mark, he starts, like, celebrating, like, so hyped up. You know, GMs aren't really supposed to do that. And you could tell that he, like, realized mid-celebration because he's, like, up, throwing his arms. And he, like, sits down. He, like, starts to clap. It's like, yeah. 
Yep. Like, no, the hockey fan, you so fucking hyped right now. Like, just let it out, man. <laughs> Honestly, that's sick. Yep. Yep. Um, anything else? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to. Okay, I see. Last thing is just kind of, I was like looking at what the projected ideas are for all the end of the year awards. My question is the Hart Trophy. Right now, I would say it's very much just either going to be Matthews or McDavid. It's just kind of a point of, okay, one has more goals, one has more points, but who has the bigger impact on their team? You know, Austin Matthews, the Leafs, like that line he's on with Marner and Bunting, that's tough to beat. But then also McDavid and Dreisaitl, the two of them are just as much a thing. But I'm like, have a lot more success, whereas I feel like the Oilers, not so much. I mean, they did clinch the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. I don't know in this case, because it's very much a kind of a debate of, well, what's more important, goals or points? I think mm-hmm. I would go McDavid in this case still. Okay. Look at the Maple Leafs roster, and it's like, even if they didn't have, even if Austin Matthews was a 40-goal scorer, they would still have a lot of success. The Oilers without Connor McDavid, even with title. I don't yeah. know what the fuck that team would look like. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm with you on those points. I have no rebuttal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, any other hockey stuff? Uh, I think that's, oh, I like the Buffalo Sabres. I want that out there now. Paige Thompson's fucking sick. Their roster is going to be sick next year. Owen Powers, Rasmus Dahlin, Samuelson. I love that whole roster. And they're already starting to look a lot better. Yeah. I'm very excited to watch the Bruins play them tonight. And even though they're in our division, love the Sabres. Go Sabres. <laughs> we've been talking about that for quite some time. Like we've said on a couple of shows that a lot of people shit on the Sabres, but they better stop because they're young and they're going to be good soon. Mm-hmm. They're I think really young. Than people think too. Absolutely. Like they're super young. They've got some talent. They're obviously going to have draft picks. Like I, people shit on the Sabres, but watch the fuck out. I'm excited for Sabres fans. Yep. Me too. Um, all right. We are going to move into our interview here. Super exciting guest this week. We have a couple of the hockey guys from TikTok on the show. So let's get into that interview. What is up, party people? Welcome to our interview this week. We have David, Johnny, and Austin from the Hockey Guys here. Super exciting. Guys, how's it going? Going good. Going good. How about yourself? I'm good. Sarah, how are you? Living the dream. Living the dream. Um, so I think obviously for those of you who don't know the Hockey Guys, I think you guys, you guys first kind of became big on TikTok, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so can you tell us how this kind of started? Obviously, you guys all play hockey together, but where did this idea come from, and, like, how did it start to build initially? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> Actually, even, when you first started, too, I thought we were taking the picture, so I went like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. I, mean, I totally forgot. <laughs> Uh, you can do it at the end. That's so on me. My hair color you know, is natural. I'm sorry, y'all. You know what? That, that, that's a me thing. Um, but yeah, uh, just over a year ago, um, we had our COVID year, so we didn't, we weren't playing any games this first semester. And uh, one of the guys lost to McDonald. He's kind of the brains behind the operation. He's always had a uh, 
a big presence on social media. Uh, I think, especially on TikTok, because um, he's into that, he's into filming, editing, kind of knew it all. Uh, and uh, we were all very good friends before this all started anyways. And at our team workouts, he would just record us and toss together some stuff. And, and um, he got tired of posting it on his account. So he made this random account called The Hockey Guys. And it just kind of worked out that, um, you know, one video took off after another, and then it kind of snowballed into what it is today. And I think I could speak for everyone when you, when uh, I say, um, you know, if you were to tell us two years ago that we'd be doing half the things that we're, that we've done and are going to do, uh, I would have called you crazy. Uh, it's just been uh, a pretty surreal year and a half. Yeah, I can imagine. Was there been like one moment over the last year and a half that you're like, holy shit, like what is happening? How is this happening? Um, I don't get starstruck too, too easily. <laughs> um, you know, we, we've done a lot of cool things. Uh, I think the coolest thing was, and this is such a, like, it's not like, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but uh, I met Hal Gill in Nashville and I was because I was a huge Montreal Canadiens fan growing up. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, he's, a, you know, he's a, a defenseman and all that. And um, yeah, I, I met him and we got to talking a little bit. So like, I was like, oh, my God, I was taken back by that. So it was pretty funny. What about you guys? Have you guys had any like of the other two of you? Have you guys had one of those moments that just like, holy shit, like I know you guys have had some opportunities with the NHL that we're definitely going to get into in a minute. Has yeah. there been anything that you guys are just like, oh, my God, I I think like the craziest thing was uh, was when we we went on our little spring break trip and hit a couple of different NHL cities and you know I think for me the the most wild thing was walking down Broadway in Nashville on our way to uh, the Preds game and there was like people like hanging out the window of their cars like yelling at us like oh there's the hockey guys like <laughs> which is like kind of crazy because like you're in this spot and there's so many people around there there's country music stars there's everything like that and like you're just walking across the street like on your phone and all of a sudden someone's like yelling your name and uh I, again like johnny was saying like I, it's something that like none of us kind of expected when when all this started and just kind of snowballed out of uh out of control yeah uh, for me it was uh on new year's we got to meet at the winter classic we got to meet the uh spit and chicklets crew uh kind of at their meetup we like skipped the whole line <laughs> knew who we were because we like, they've just been like kind of the the forerunners of like social media and hockey and stuff mm -hmm. so just being able to see them in person and talk with them and relate to them and they told us they loved what we were doing and all yeah. that so it kind of kind of made everything real at the time yeah, it's pretty crazy, Brian Whitney dapping you up and saying, like, keep it up, boys. You got it. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they even knew who we were. Yeah. I think we were all a little taken back. We're like, really? Us? Like, <laughs> um, well, it's so funny yeah. you say that because I'm with, like, one of my friends here who doesn't know shit about sports like not at all. And I told her that we had this call today and she was like, wait, the hockey guys from TikTok? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It, I think that's one thing that helps us too, because um, we get a lot of comments saying, you know, Hey, like we, we can tell, like, this is very genuine. You guys are being yourselves. And it, and it really is. 
Um, I would say, except for the fact when we're doing our dances, I think uh, <laughs> awesome, a little bit of acting there. And, uh, but um, like we, we are, and I think a big contributor to that is that we, we don't, we sometimes don't think anything of it. Um, it's just like, Hey, we're just hanging out with the boys, but there's a camera. And uh, I think that helps us with the genuine reactions. Uh, you can see our genuine friendship. And we are just being ourselves at the end of the day. Nice. So I have to know, I'll start with Austin for this one. Where are you guys from and how'd you get into hockey originally? I'm from Winnipeg, Canada, and it's a very cold place. We have a lot of (laughs) outdoor rinks in every community. So uh, my dad played when he was growing up, didn't like, do anything professionally but he always liked it so uh he put me into hockey at yeah like three years old and then kind of from there the rest of my brothers played after me so yeah we were kind of always a hockey family go ahead Cappy oh okay I didn't know who was up there um yeah no similar similar to Austin um I grew up in uh Vernon Hills Illinois it's a suburb of Chicago about 30 minutes north of the city um my dad played growing up um my mom was a figure skater she toured with disney on ice um after college for a bit Uh, yeah um and now she uh after that she uh took over as the skating director at one of the rinks um one of the local rinks so started on the ice when i was like two years old um again skating family hockey family um played hockey you know since i was three Um, and yeah, that's basically kind of how I got into it. Uh, so I'm from Hamilton, Ontario. It's just, uh, South of Toronto. Um, started playing. (laughs) Yeah. I just started Is Tim Hortons worth it? It's okay. So what you think about Duncan, (laughs) Tim Hortons is like the most elite of the elite. Um, no way. but, But not not in the u.s so when we were in columbus and um i i've been to buffalo quite a bit like growing up playing like it's just right there american tim hortons is they don't go up <laughs> the standard of the canadian tim hortons so it's it's different if you have it in the state okay. i've had yeah. american <laughs> tim hortons i did not i was not impressed yeah like even their food like doesn't look the same like when we were in columbus like i was i was a little let down a bit with the tim hortons there um i think uh, i think they have to have a canadian rep come in and uh make some changes because uh it just uh it just doesn't uh add up oh, much part. passion yeah you should no. run the tim hortons tiktok I, yeah. I feel like they should just gift him a franchise <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I need a, I need a, I, I need a Timmy's gold card. <laughs> okay, okay sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just needed to know. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So, yeah, no, Canadian Timmy's uh, rule. But, um, yeah, I, I got into the game. My dad played growing up. He, he grew up in the 70s. And uh, I think a, one thing that me and him can always – talk about is because you know we're two pretty big uh, hockey nerds so just the history of the game and um you know uh, he's a very passionate Leafs fan um and, and uh every year at uh, the home opener like growing up I would watch it with him and they bring out all the old players like Dave Keon and Daryl <laughs> Sittler and stuff like that so 
uh, me and him, uh, we get a little bit choked up when uh, you talk about those old guys. But um, and then when my mom, <laughs> my mom's from England, and when she came to Canada, the Leafs actually won the Stanley Cup. So it was 1967. And that's when her and her family fell in love with hockey and the Leafs. And uh, when, when there's a Leaf game going on in my house, like you, you can't talk like you, it's, it's, <laughs> you're, 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 listening, you're listening to the anthem, you're listening to every comment and uh, you're keying in on uh, who's playing and everything like that. So it's a pretty big deal in my household. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's kind of on just like the topic of your TikToks. You mentioned that like, you were getting recognized in Nashville and whatnot. Would you say your fan base, like, cause you guys do, you have like a like pretty diverse fan base. I feel like of like hockey players, like young guys, but then also I know like mitts and chicks girls, like a lot yeah. of like younger girls, like 15, 25, like love you guys. What's that like? Like, what is the fan base? Would you say? Um, so I think we got to see it firsthand this year especially so when our season was when we were in season um we actually had fans fly out to superior some came from as far as england and australia to come see us for one weekend and uh you know we made sure that we saw them after the game spent time with them and talked to them and we we that really gave us like a sense of who they are and stuff like that and uh, it kind of opened our eyes like oh wow like people are like really invested in this and um, and then uh, so that was awesome meeting them and then when we went on our spring break tour uh, we had meet and greets in each city and my biggest worry was like oh my god are people even going to show up and then we're just going to look like, <laughs> like a couple pigeons just sitting here like, <laughs> like who the hell are these guys but we had a great showing in every city I think the like uh, our two biggest uh, turnouts were in uh, New York and Columbus, and uh, it was just it was insane. Like picture after picture, uh, meeting people, talking to them for a little bit, and uh, you know you you want to make sure and prioritize that you're taking pictures and saying hi to everyone that you can, like everyone possible. And uh, so that was yeah, it was an eye opener and. Uh, it, was, it was a really cool experience. Super cool. Piggyback, piggybacking kind of off of what Johnny said, like it, it's pretty, uh, our, our fan base is like, is like really, really diverse. Um, the, uh, the demographic like breakdown is like pretty, pretty funny. It's like what you would expect. We're about like 85% like female followers. Um, but <laughs> Um, it's awesome too, because a lot of them don't really know hockey and uh, we've been once to kind of like introduce them to the game. And, uh, that was again, like at these meet and greets, like people coming up to us saying, you know, this is our first NHL game. You guys got us into hockey. We've been following you guys for a while. And now we, we absolutely love the game. And, um, I, that, that for us is like the most meaningful thing because we get to share, our friendship and the game that we love with, you know, a, a group of people who don't necessarily, who didn't know it before. So. Yeah. Like again, too, like a, a huge goal of ours now, like from what we've realized that who our followers are is, is growing the game of hockey. And uh, you know, cause some people don't understand the, it's the simple things like why, 
wire what an icing is or mm -hmm. an offside or even a penalty kill or like why why is that guy sitting on that side of the ice in a box and his teammates are over there like small things like that that you know when you grow up with the game you don't realize that um some people just don't understand that and you know we want we want to grow the game and teach it because like dave said like we love the game think it's the best sport in the world and everyone should play Sorry, my headphones died <laughs> and I didn't know why. Um, so that's on me. I don't know what was said, but I have a little bit of, I'm assuming an off topic question. I want to know since I'm in Vegas, who you guys think would play each role in the hangover movie from your oh. team. So Alan, Zach Galifianakis, Stu the dentist, Phil, who's Bradley Cooper, Doug, the guy goes missing, and I threw in an extra in Mr. Chow. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a good question. I'll, I'll go first. First of all, Frizz is Alan. Yeah. <laughs> Alan. I think, I think Marty would be Phil. Uh, law, uh, Will Will would be uh, Stu. I'll I'll go with Doug. <laughs> uh, I sometimes get a little. I sometimes get separated from the group. All right, Mr. Chow, who is it? Mr. Chow, I'm gonna have to go with Cappy. Sorry, Cappy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I see, I see some. Uh, yeah. No. You're, see, you're, I. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna designate myself as uh as Stu. I think that uh I think that I uh I I'm pretty serious, but you know, I'll let loose every once in a while and that's when the trouble happens. I can see that. I can see that. Okay, so uh, any other any other changes? Ooh. Do you what agree? Can I alter? Agree, disagree? Well, I, I think I that line up, bud. I, I so I don't know if uh, I don't know if you guys uh, kept up with the uh, spring break tour, but we bought our we brought our buddy Trey um, on the trip, and uh, he was a big hit. And um, I think that he would be Alan <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's between Frizz and Trey for Alan. <laughs> and, uh, so Trey Trey lives with uh, Will Cuddy and Batesy at the. Mm -hmm at the uh, famous shack over there and he's one of will's like childhood friends and then came to school with us and like we're close with him now over the over these past couple of years um but yeah he he was just kind of taking it all in and <laughs> meet and greets and stuff and he was just awesome like he's such an outgoing person yeah and his personality is just what made everyone in the front office of all these teams like just fall in love with him basically they're uh, he uh, he got a nickname, the Dental King in New York. <laughs> uh, we stayed a little, little bit after the game to uh, socialize with the uh, the whole gang there, and uh, he started brushing his teeth in the suite at one a.m. <laughs> and he had he had toothpaste all over his face and was trying to brush people and stuff, and he didn't know where to spit, and so we uh, called DK for the rest of the trip. Nice, Austin. Do you have any objections? <laughs> no you know what it's a great movie a lot of great people so as long as we could all be in a group like that, <laughs> i'll 
I'll be happy to have that role. Good answer, buddy. Good answer. That's a very diplomatic answer. Have, have you yeah. had media training? That sounded like very much media training. Uh, our, our PR guy really, uh, really got to him. <laughs> Sarah, so, do you have... You guys mentioned like going out like on the media tour and whatnot. I know it was like your spring break trip. Obviously, there was a lot of not really work. Well, I guess it is work for you guys. But like, did you get to like go out and experience all these different cities? Like, was it like a full on spring break trip? Uh, <laughs> we, we made sure we had our fun. Yeah. We So kind of a little background on the trip. It, uh, it kind of came together really quick because what our season ended, uh, season ended like pretty much right at the end of February. Um, and if we would have continued on in playoffs, we probably, we wouldn't have had our spring break. Um, so we kind of had it in the back of our heads that like, okay, like if we end up losing and our season ends, like we have to put this thing into action. And the original plan was to go to like seven different games in seven days and like really just pack it all in. Um, which thank God that didn't happen. Um, as, as we learned from this trip. So we hit, uh, we hit four different cities in 10 days. So we had some, we had some off days scheduled in between, but, um, we were, we were filming every single day. We, we tried to, you know, work with the teams as much as we can and create as much content for them, uh, to live on our page and their page to, uh, just make it, uh, good beneficial experience for everybody so um there was a there was a lot of work involved but we definitely had uh we definitely had our fun too um going to you know new york columbus chicago nashville like all great cities to mm -hmm. with great people and you just want to soak it all in as much as possible so definitely lost a lot of sleep <laughs> over those <laughs> 10 days but yeah i think uh, everyone will say it's well worth it yeah, me, me and Cappy tracked our sleep because uh, we technically left Superior on the Thursday night to go to Will's house because he lives by the airport in Minneapolis. So mm -hmm. we tracked our sleep and from Thursday night to Monday night, uh, I got eight and a half hours of sleep in those five days and I think Cappy got ten. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> we, we were running off of fumes for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we, we caught up on our sleep once we got to Chicago. So I have a question for you guys, and it might be like a little bit of a downer, depending on if it's something you guys have thought about. I know that college obviously doesn't last forever. Do you guys have a plan to keep creating content? Do you guys want to stick together, maybe be in the same city? Or are you guys like planning on maybe prioritizing jobs? Some of you, like, have you guys thought about how you guys can keep this ball rolling after you guys graduate? Yeah, that is, that's been like the, the biggest question that we've gotten so far. And we, we do have somewhat of a plan moving forward. Um, a, a good group of us are going to be in uh, Minneapolis area. Um, that's just where we're naturally, where we were naturally like planning on ending up. Um, some of some of the guys that are graduating um, are, ended up playing pro after the uh, the season was up. So some of those guys are planning on going back to uh, play. So those guys will be a little bit more scattered. Um, and then uh, Johnny's going to be our lone soldier still in college. So uh, he's got one more year. Wow. <laughs> been try we've been trying to convince him to go fully online and 
uh, but he, <laughs> he loves the game too much, which we can all respect. <laughs> what if you just dropped out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, if you, if you want to call my parents and ask them. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I will totally call your parents. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, but Don't do like, it. Like, it, it's such a sad topic to think about because, and that was what I, like, I was thinking about this last summer, like going in, it's my last year with these guys. And I'm like, oh man, like, I don't, I don't even want to talk about this. Like, this is going to make me cry. Like, it's brutal. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? We'll figure it out. We figured it out last summer when we were yeah. all separated and we'll figure it out again. And then something else will come up and we'll keep moving forward because, we now see how much potential we have so uh we're gonna take this thing as far as we can that's the funny thing about social media is that it's like it's so new for our generation and we're kind of the first people to figure it out but you can make so much money in social media and if you guys i feel like you guys have bust your ass for so long now that if you continue to do so you guys could definitely make enough money to figure out how to stick together if you want to yeah yeah that's kind of something we've been working on like when this first started, we would only just make videos for the main account. And then mm -hmm. as people started to get more familiar with like what they like to do, trends and stuff, then we made a second account that guys would kind of play around with and kind of like B-roll B content. And then after that, guys started uh, posting individually on their own accounts and kind of starting to grow their, uh, their own stuff. So that's kind of uh, the secondary thing we've been talking about go do the main hockey guys stuff but also we've been doing our own to kind of help us back that uh, side of things yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of to go off what frizz said like making our own content i none of us other than lawson were really into social media like i was i prided myself off the fact that i never posted an insta story before <laughs> uh, like i would post like once or twice a year max like an instagram pic and and now like it's like you got to get into the routine you got to realize like people actually want to see this mm -hmm. and um and then it just also helps grow you as an individual and and then it came to filming individual tiktoks and you kind of just got to get over yourself a little bit um I, I was actually the last one to get the app on my phone. I, I would always like, <laughs> look at these guys and be like, oh, like, what, what are people saying about us? Like stuff like that. <laughs> hey, uh, how about you just download the app? That'd be great. And then uh, <laughs> so I did. But and then, yeah, making, like making our first TikToks, it's kind of like uh, like you're very uncomfortable uh, because you're not filming with the big group. That's what made it easier for all of us, I think um and you're really putting yourself out there like if a million people see you see you like obviously like you're gonna be like a, a little shy um mm -hmm. but, <laughs> like I said you just kind of get over it you just gotta not care and just do it and um Lawson really helped us or walk us through that so um you know like I said he's uh he's the ringleader with all this and uh if it wasn't for him uh we really wouldn't have any of this <laughs> Now you mentioned you kind of just have to like get over yourself and just go for it. Did you guys ever get like chirps and games from other teams about? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got I chirp more from my buddies back home. They just put me through the paper shredder with half the videos that I've been in. But, uh, it's all in good fun. Like at the end of the day, like they're, they're proud of us and what we do, like all our friends from back home. Uh, 
the away games are hilarious because yeah. uh you know we started bringing in a bigger crowd to our home games but also to these away teams and people will come there and see us and you know after it's the same thing like you're seeing people in the lobby and all that taking pictures which is really cool to see and uh some of them like bring signs and like stick to TikTok, like especially if we, <laughs> like if we lose we're hearing it walking down the tunnel and all that <laughs> uh and like you can't really say anything back but on the ice it's actually been very surprising like guys were uh really cool with it um in one of the games uh i think it was like a, a younger kid like chirped one of the guys about the tiktok and an, and an older guy on his team said hey like shut up like <laughs> and so like and guys, guys will even come up to you and be like hey like i think what you're doing is pretty cool blah 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 so it's uh it's it's a mix of both but surprisingly like more good than bad so i i think a lot of it a lot of it changed when uh all the nil activity passed because now you know people it, it's a lot different when money money starts becoming involved you know mm -hmm. they it's like it's almost like someone chirping you for your job in a sense like mm -hmm. it's you know it you're kind of just it, it would be it would be kind of hard to be like oh yeah like you know instead of working on campus right like we make videos it's not like we're just making them for fun yeah. like we're doing it so we can uh kind of help uh help in that way too so yeah it's I'm like not... it's like influencers in the wild irl <laughs> yeah right <laughs> literally and like and then some guys like their stuff's not very original especially like when we first started like you line up at the at the circle and a guy's like hey go make another tiktok you're like okay <laughs> i will Sick, dude thanks i, I probably will because lawson wants us over tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> um i think we only have two i i think only two more questions sarah hinted at one of them which is your stanley cup winner predictions but i we are obviously a seltzer podcast so we need to know What's your favorite Selly seltzer? Briz, you could uh, lead the charge on this one, buddy. Yeah, I uh, yeah I do reviews like every week on uh, it's kind of like what I do with my page, and I've tried a lot, a lot of different. <laughs> Us too, uh, man. Us too. I say we do smash or pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, throw it out there. Um, I don't know, like. Personally, I like I, I like the uh, just like the truly not like the new lemonade ones, just like the regular, truly seltzers. Really? Are, yeah. Ah, see, I hate the Trulys. I think they taste like codeine. <laughs> not that I know. Not that I know what that tastes like. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Vegas. <laughs> I am in Vegas. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, all right. What about you two? Favorite Selly Seltzer? I'm I'm going with uh I'm going with high noons. Does that count as a seltzer? Does that count? They do on this show. We've okay. had that debate before, yes. Okay. Yes. I, I'm gonna go with high noons, specifically pineapple. Mm-hmm. Pineapple is the best flavor. I'll die on that hill. All right. All uh, right, Johnny. No pressure. Uh that's even worse because I'm going to be the odd one out here. I'm not a fan of seltzers. All, okay, all, what's your uh, go-to? Uh, you know, if we're date, if we're oh, date, good old Molson Canadian, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a nice moose head. Um, 
no uh, uh no i'm just a, a a beer guy and uh and then uh you know we're going out to the bars probably a, a vodka soda and if we're shooting something it's got to be tequila hell yeah soda one more time soda <laughs> <laughs> it's so canadian i love it vodka soda. I, uh, th- there's a uh a little funny uh drink story so when we were in, uh, when we were going on this trip and we were in Chicago, they sent us like a whole like kind of foresight, like itinerary thing. Um, and in their owner's box, uh, they made like a uh, signature cocktail for us. And we were like, we were like, well, like we don't really drink cocktails. So I, it's probably going to be like, a, like what kind of cocktail do you make for a bunch of college kids? So the whole the joke was that like the signature cocktail in the owner's suite was going to be like a Jack and diet. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was, what a, was ho- it? a hockey guy, Manhattan. Yeah. Well, like Ooh. it was, it was, so it, it was, it was like, I, I had, it was tasty. Um, it was tasty. Okay. Well, Cappy's a little bit of an old soul, so he thought it was like pretty good. Um, I wasn't a huge fan, but hey, like you, you know, it's called the hockey guy Manhattan, so you're gotta in love Rome. it. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> obligated to have at least three. So. There you go. <laughs> All, All right, right so Sarah. Question: Stanley Cup winner predictions. Okay. No pressure. <laughs> you just have to be right. Yep. Uh, we're uh, we're actually f- gonna film a video about that today or tomorrow, so it ties in perfectly. So mine is gonna be Tampa. Ooh, <laughs> a three P. Good pick. That's cocky. <laughs> um. All right. If the Leafs make it out of the first round for once, um, <laughs> gonna be that. <there. laughs> All right, I think we're going to have full steam ahead once they get out of that first round. But if they don't, I'm going to have to go with Florida. And I really, I'm really rooting for Jumbo Joe to win. Yes! I'm a Sharks fan and I miss him. Let's go. (laughs) He's one of the best personalities. And I think he's one of the last, like, truly, like, outgoing guys. Even though he's Mm -hmm. not on social media or anything, you just hear all these stories about him. And uh, I can't wait for his uh, post career to start and him opening up more and being on podcasts. I'm pretty sure he said to spit and chicklets that uh, he's going to come on once his career is over. So I'm actually really looking forward to that as much as yeah. I want to be playing. Have you seen any of the, com- I used to live in the Bay area. Have you seen any of the commercials he ever did? Cause they're I hilarious. Saw, I saw the nude one he did with Brent. Burns. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. With the shopping cart. Yeah, that was on yes. their, in their They're beer. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just hilarious. And, and even when uh, the Leafs did that little behind the scenes uh, thing for Sportsnet, like he's just such, like you could tell, like his favorite thing is just the boys. Like it's just mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. All right. Last All one. Right. I should say Boston to try and score some brownie points but uh, <laughs> i would say heck yeah tomato tomato <laughs> but uh i'm a, i'm going to go with uh i think i'm going to join johnny and uh go with florida on this i think that uh they're an absolute wagon and uh rolling into playoffs they got they're the hot team so we're going to go with florida all right appreciate it all right sarah you got anything else i think that's it all right thanks 
so much for joining us today, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Okay, I'll take the picture. I've yeah, we're it. gonna take a picture <laughs> super quick, and then we'll let you guys go. I know you guys are super busy. And now I could do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can do that. All right, everyone smile. Oh. All right, thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Yeah, guys. thank you very it. much. That was awesome. We appreciate it. If you guys want any of the clips for your stuff, just let me know. I do all of our editing and I can send you guys like whatever you need. Okay. Awesome. All right. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks. I will. I'll follow you guys on social. Awesome. Perfect. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you so much to the hockey guys for joining the show. We really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. They are super cute and like hilarious. (laughs) Oh, they're so funny. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Hopefully we will have them on again sometime. We did break our own rule and have guys on, but I think it was worth it. Oh, absolutely. They were great. Yeah, so thanks so much to you guys. Really appreciate it. Um, going to move into our closing stuff for the show, our pop culture shit of the week. Um, I actually was going to pull one out of my ass really quick because I saw this this morning. We talked about, I think, was it last week or the week before ASAP Rocky and Rihanna? Uh, last week. Came out that ASAP has been talking to another woman behind Rihanna's back while she's pregnant. And he is accused of um, having a relationship with a mother of three in England. So... That came out this morning. I saw it on TMZ and I would just like to say that men are trash. Also, I want, except for the hockey guys, they're great. LOL, ha. <laughs> um, but also this fucking trial with Black China and the Kardashians is wild. Oh, I'm not, a, I thought you were gonna say the trial with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp because I've been following that, that too. I didn't follow anything with like the Kardashians and whatnot. I didn't know there was a, what, what's the trial? Yo, you haven't seen this shit? So no. Black China is taking the Kardashians to court and their their trial is right now for like loss of funds or whatever, because allegedly like Kim had like Robin China's show canceled and she wasn't allowed to like film for them. And now it's come out that like China was like pulling guns on Rob and like beating the shit out of him and like all of this crazy stuff, like threatening to kill people, like threatening to kill Kylie and like all of this crazy stuff. And it's like, originally, I think I was like team China just because like the Kardashians are so scummy. But now that it's come out that like China was like physically abusing Rob, I'm like, I hope that Rob gets custody. God, I hope so. She's whack job. She's always been whacked. Her mom's like not even allowed in the courtroom because she was like threatening to murder Chris. Jesus Christ. I didn't know any of this. Oh girl, go, go do a deep dive on TikTok because it is so worth it. It's kind of like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial where it's just like, mm-hmm. this shit is fucking cannot be real. Holy shit. Yeah, I definitely going to. Yeah. Damn. Um, what is your pop culture shit of the week? Uh, my pop culture shit of the week is we saw our first promo. It was just a picture of Margot Robbie as Barbie. I'm a big Margot Robbie fan, as everyone should be, but I also was a big Barbie girl growing up. So this is a very big thing for me. I'm hyped. And apparently Amy Schumer is supposed to be Barbie. I'm like, how fucking dare you? I didn't know this. How dare you do that? I like the body positivity idea behind Barbie. I think that would have been a very cool, like 2022 spin, but fucking Amy Schumer, come on. 
Amy Schumer. Hate. Me too. Hate. Me too. <laughs> this is an anti-Amy Schumer podcast. She is not busting and not allowed on this show. Fuck Amy Schumer. She's so unfunny. Ugh. Yep. But Margot Robbie looks amazing as Barbie, and I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> Wait, can we go see it together when it comes out? Yeah, it comes out July 23rd. I already have a break. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll put it on my calendar. Let's go. Um, tea party. I don't think I have a tea party. I'll think about it while you talk about yours. Okay, yeah. My tea party was, I believe it was yesterday this happened. Olivia Wilde was served custody papers from Jason Sudeikis while presenting her new movie at CinemaCon. Obviously, he's not the one that decides, like, oh, go serve. It was literally, like, on the red carpet it happened. He's not the one that decides it, but I read they're, like, lawyers only do that when they can't get a hold of someone. Yeah, so it's yeah like I didn't know that. Yeah, like, either she's dodging them or it's just she's so busy, it's hard to find her. But, like, I see pictures and videos of her and Harry Styles out all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Harry Styles, I love Jason Sudeikis, so I'm very much on his side in this. Me too. And I'm obsessed with that. I'm like, good, fuck Olivia Wilde. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, anyone would love to be with Harry Styles. I get it. You have children. It's like, you had a whole life. Like, that was an adult relationship. And now you're just a grown-ass, again, no, like, whatever. Do whatever you want. But I'm like, you're a grown-ass woman bopping around, going to Harry Styles concerts. That's a little groupie. I don't know, man. Well, Go take so care my- of your kids. Yeah, my thing is, is it's like, yeah, sure, they probably go out all the time, but Jason's lawyer knew that she would be there because it's like celebrities don't post where they're going to be. They're probably never home. So it's like Mm -hmm. they knew that she was going to be there. And honestly, I don't think Jason Sudeikis is the kind of guy to be dirty or want to embarrass her or anything like that just because they do have kids and he's like a grade A dude. Oh, he's amazing. I fucking love Jason Sudeikis, which is why we love Harry Styles here. If it came down to getting married between Harry Styles and Jason Sudeikis, I'd marry Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, me too. 100%. He was my celebrity crush, but, and then it was Harry Styles. It's always been Jason Sudeikis. Always. That's why I fucking hate Olivia Wilde so much, because I'm like, the two men that I actually don't hate, you have fucked, and I literally could, like, ah! It's not fair. Like, don't get me no. wrong. She's living the dream between... Jason Sudeikis, Harry Styles, but I'm like, all right, you have kids. Once you bring kids into the mix, you cannot be doing that shit. Yep, agree. It's the same thing. It's the same thing how I feel about the Kardashians and like Kanye West. It's like you have kids. Like I get that. Like you both have shit, like demons that you've had to deal with, like Kim sex tape and Kanye being obviously fucking crazy. But it's like you guys have kids. Like once you have kids, you no longer are Jason and Olivia. You are mom and dad. And that has yeah. to come first. Exactly. I agree. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't think I have a tea party segment. So like I said, I'm in Vegas and have not just, I just am all over the place. Um, tweets of the week. The only thing that I have that comes to mind, like I said, with like zero preparation, I posted a bikini pic yesterday, which like obviously when one does that, unfortunately <laughs> the internet is going to say whatever the internet says. But some of the comments on this were fucking just insane. And like any, like, it's like when you were posted on that, like porn account or whatever last week, it's just like, I will never not be shocked. Someone just like, people are commenting like yummy and delicious and like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah. hello. <laughs> Someone told me yeah. I looked orange and I was like, I am orange. And then another dude was like, where'd you get that? 
bathing suit did you, whose whose grandma's couch did you take that fabric from and I was like yours bitch I was gonna say I love your bathing suit I was gonna ask for you, you. it's literally my 70s daydream it looks like fucking Stevie Nicks closet threw up on it so I obviously love it I love it I will send you the link to it because it was very affordable oh yeah um do you have any tweets of the week I guess kind of going into wrapping with that after I randomly got posted to that account, it wasn't any tweets. It was more my Instagram. I'm offering this up right now. If anyone would like to go on my Instagram and go through, because my account's fucking private. Like, that's the thing. I don't, I'm like, I guess I got this picture from Twitter or something. I don't Definitely. know, but I don't think you can just post those. Like, and I did see, because I was like, what is this account? They messaged me. The day I posted, it was like, can we post this? But I, again, I don't look at my DM request. You would think me not answering was probably just like, oh, we should not do consent. This. Yeah. Yeah. But then they went ahead and did it. Like, I didn't know I was tagged because, again, I don't follow them or anything. So it didn't pop up for me and I'm private. And then I went to school and I had like 18 follow requests. I just kind of had sitting there for months. I got out and I get this notification that I have over a thousand follow requests. I'm like, what I thought I got hacked so that was like my first thought I was like oh shit I got hacked like whatever but then I'm like going through and I couldn't figure it out for the life of me until like some of them started ta- tagging me in comments like these random old men like beautiful young American girl or something and they're like oh she's so wholesome and sweet and then I click on the page I'm like these are like only fan models and then me at Fenway Park yep <laughs> Well, my comment was going to be, if it's not off of Twitter, that just means whoever runs that account follows you. Well, then, because I, like, looked more into it. It's on Reddit. And, like, I'm on Reddit, too. I literally, like, what the fuck? Someone sent me, like, a Reddit link of me the other day, and I was like, this is fucking weird. I don't, because I can tell the Reddit one came from someone from Twitter. So I'm like, I guess someone from Reddit got it and put it on Instagram, but then I, like, messaged them the account like had requested follow me I never accepted it because I remember looking at it and be like world of blondes like no I'm just gonna let this sit here (laughs) I'm just gonna let this sit here like I don't give a fuck and then I messaged him I was like hey I just saw these previous messages where you asked to post my picture you don't have my permission can you please take that down and then they didn't even respond they just like deleted the follow request deleted the post never apologized or anything and now I just have a thousand follower requests sitting there because the thing is, I actually do go through and look at the follower requests because I'm like, okay, I can deal with the people on Twitter. I like to kind of have boundaries on Instagram. So that's why I'm private. And now I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So if anyone wants to like make 20 bucks or something and go through and manually delete every single one, because you can't even like mass delete them. So now that like sucks. I went through yesterday and deleted probably over 300. And it's still at over a thousand. So I really don't even know how many are there. But I then I made that tweet and people like started following me from Twitter. I was like, I literally just said like, do don't not. do that. Like, well, seriously, you're going to try and follow me right now. I'm not even going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what happened to me with that Tom Brady video that I took. So like, I want to say three years ago now, I covered James White's like red carpet event for his charity. Uh and had this like video uh, that I took of Tom like go viral in Boston and this account 
stole the video, didn't give me credit, didn't tag me, nothing. And I like filed a complaint on Instagram that it was like my creative property and like sent them that I took the video and that I was there and all of that kind of stuff. And I like messaged them to take it down and told them, hey, like either give me credit or take it down because I reached out to Instagram and they basically told me to fuck off. And I was like, all right, cool. And Instagram deleted the video and then they blocked me and they're like this big account in Boston. And I'm like, you can't just like steal people's fucking like shit. Like whether it's a photo of them or like their own creative like content, like you can't do that. No. And I don't fair. I'm like, okay, maybe they think it's like, oh, it's the internet. It's everything's open, whatever. Like that's not how that works. That's not how that works. And if you're gonna do it and get caught, at least fucking apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, any closing thoughts? So, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. We love you guys so much. Keep on sipping, y'all, and we will see you next week. Cause this is not their world They know you run the city Every town, every borough They know you keep it real Keep it classy, keep it thorough With Sundays are for the boys The Saturdays for the girls Get them girl, get them girl uh. It's Saturday, y'all uh. Saturdays and Celsius <laughs> With your hosts Kendra and Sarah Uh Y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.